0: Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way,
1: find a way.
2: Listen up, listen up. It's the Poet Life Podcast. I am Christoph Wrights, my other half, uh, my frat brother. J. Rod D. cannot make it tonight, but we're going to keep the ball rolling. I don't have that frat brother tonight, but I have my other frat brother, Christopher Cocktails Cornell. What's going on, sir? How you doing, Chris? I appreciate you having me out, brother. Uh, Much success for everything. And I'm humbled that I get the opportunity to speak. Yeah, most definitely, man. I reached out to you about a month and a half ago. And, uh, you know, I've been following you uh, for a good while. And we you know, we've been communicating through. Like you know, Facebook Messenger. Like we really haven't had a (laughs) conversation. You know, we we, we're we're mutual. uh, I won't say mutual. Well, I have a friend. That's your wife. She went to Norfolk State University, um, and and, uh, uh, I I I I was introduced to you um, through her, Mm -hmm. and uh, really really excited about what you're doing. Let's let's we're, we're going we're going to go into. Uh, a lot of things tonight, and we'll build into or build up to what you do and and where you are today, man. Where where did you get started in the arts? Let me ask you that.
1: Well, um, I tell everybody, man. I, I I've been on stage since I was five years old. Um,
2: five.
1: Yeah, five. My my mom recognized early, just you know, being a busybody, a very active child. Um, she didn't believe that like, I'm not about to get this dude pills and. You know, make them a zombie early. You need to keep them busy. So what she did is, you know, pretty much saw my personality and just allowed me to, you know, act out my life on stage. It's like uh, Donny Hathaway says. So from the five-year-old Easter speech to fast forward, the talent shows, and this this back in the day, the dance groups, you know, so I had a couple of dance groups, choir, and then uh, when hip hop came out, you know, rapping, and then by the time I got to college, I was very clear that I wanted to be in communications. Uh, at that time, I thought I was going to be Stuart Scott because you know Sports Center was popping. Uh, shout out to uh, frat Stuart Scott.
0: Yes, sir. But yes, sir. Um,
1: but but what what really just was a blessing to me is I came to Atlanta from Houston, Texas,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: while there, um, I had the opportunity to again continue to engage in a lot of. Things in the community, you know, Atlanta is just a hotbed of arts, culture, and entertainment. So uh, you have, you know, the the birth of you know trap music at that time. It was crunk music. Yeah. Um, of course, you got Outkast. You know, with the, with the hip hop and soul. Um, you still have you know the the uh, burgeoning spoken word scene, live music scene. Yeah. So I was just kind of immersed in all of those things, and so it was just a nice crock pot for me as a young man to kind of figure out what I wanted to do uh, in coming out of college. So when I came out of college, I already started throwing parties, of course, with the frat. Um, I was throwing parties just because I like to throw parties. And so between SGA presidency and uh, the fraternity, and then just kind of building my brand out of college, literally my audience has grown up with me. Um, And I was about 24. And uh, I tell everybody the story, man. I was I was in the club. The club was packed. Great night. Uh, you know, I'm on the mic. I'm, I'm rocking. I'm, I'm hosting. But I'm just like looking over the crowd, man. You know, and people are are, are doing their thing. They they're they smoking. They drinking. You know, we're 24. Right. Then, like God spoke to me, man. He was mm. like, you know, how much you know booty shake can you do? How much Hennessy right. can you drink? Like, you know, there's a purpose. There's a platform that I have for you. And mm. this ain't it. So, I want you to bring people together and I want you to have a good time. Uh, but, you know, this isn't the avenue that I want you to, to take it through. Mm. At that time, I was working at a GE because I still was, you know, college graduate to doing a blue suit, red tie, you know, making sure that I'm checking all the boxes of the upstanding black man.
0: Right. And I, right. Had
1: a, I had a brother that worked li- literally next to me in the cubicle. Uh, Derek Abyss Graham shout out to him and uh, he came up here specifically for poetry like he was like yo I'm here uh, I was doing poetry in Jacksonville uh, now you know I came to Atlanta because again I just know the Atlanta scene is you know somewhere I can grow have you thought about poetry before because he had been to my parties and I was like you know I've always performed and you know I'm, I'm an MC, and I, I like standing on stage and I host and I, I was already doing that but uh I had really not not really considered the art form of poetry as like just an artist. So he said, man, just write something. So, you know, I wrote a couple of things, uh, performed them. They went well. Mm. Uh, and so then I just really got more interested in the culture here in Atlanta. Uh, and 20 years later, here I am. As far as being one of the top providers of spoken word, uh, I would dare say uh, in the nation, as far as like, you know, I put up my track record against a lot of people. Of successful things in the name of poetry um, because I just have had opportunity to move seamlessly through all of these different worlds to bring all of these worlds together and interject yeah. poetry as a highlight and an advocate for just how dope the art form is.
2: Got it. Got it. So you started really early, man. You started at five on stage uh, to, kind, to, to kind of uh, put that energy to work is what you, your mom was trying to do for you. That's that's that, that's good. My my middle child, all energy, all energy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and I have to kind of bring myself back to it. It's like um like you said, it's 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 really it's it's a good thing, you know mm-hmm. um. But again you have to really get back to it because if you're if you're working and and you're cooking and you're doing this and she's just jumping and jumping you like sit down you you know (laughs) exactly (laughs) you know but it's 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 a management of energy right and 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 cultivating the energy that that your child has and so i i can really appreciate that man so um uh did so did you have to kind of go through some training as far as uh, the different things that you were doing doing on stage, whether it was speaking or or did did you did that come innately? Like, did that come easy for you?
1: It came easy for me. Uh, again, I would definitely say my specific training came when I got to college uh, okay. because I say hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yeah, I had to work hard. You know, it's kind of like, you know, mm. everybody. In college, obviously, you know, you start separating like they all, everybody's great athletes, but there's a certain elite athlete that makes it to the NFL, then there's some right. college, right. same thing, that separation from high school to college. So in high school, I was like, at the top of my class. I came in arrogant, like I got this, I can do it. Then I met some brilliant people. And I was like, whoa, you're brilliant. Okay. Let me step my game up. And, you know, I'm speaking not only of my colleagues, but just also the professors, because one thing I really cherish about uh HBCU, shouts out to CAU Clark Atlanta University,
0: right. is
1: they, they could call you on your BS. Yeah. And so um I had an honors uh program professor, Dr. Isabella Jenkins, and she was like, Boy, you fly by the seat of your pants. And she's like, mm. You're charming, but you ain't that cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so um, I just I was met with various um professors and, and colleagues that challenged me to get not only the, the content down, but make sure that I was delivering it in a comprehensive manner. So um, through the oratorical contest, through the speech writing, through uh, CAU, this is a fun fact people don't know, like when CAU TV was first launched and I was like the the anchor and the demo pilot, you know, that's when the Olympics was here. So, you know, mm. all of those things of, you know, having to like stand and your, your shoulders are broad and you have to like, look at the camera and let me talk with this voice and inflection and tone and excitement, empathy, you know, so right. there, there are so many things that, you know, cause again, honed what I had already done just, you know, off of what I consider a game, you know, again, I was like, Hey girl, you know what it is.
0: Right, right, right. Or
1: like, Oh, let me hustle and let me try to, you know, persuade this person. I didn't know what persuasive speaking was, or there was even a manner of persuasive speaking until I actually had to, again, put the actual, um, educational content behind what I'd already innately known just by thinking, okay, this is what I want to do. But there's a difference between the ones that do it and the ones that do it for real.
2: Nice nice so so basically you learned that you weren't the smartest in the room oh quickly yeah but i've
1: always known that I, I never felt that i was the smartest in the room but also and you know this is what i tell my young adults all the time because you know as an instructor on this side 20 years later of course hindsight is 20, 20, if you knew then what you know now i tell my adult young adults all the time man put in the work now And to your point of not being the smartest one in the room, if you are the sum total of the five people around you.
0: There you go. So.
1: So look around and look at the four people around. And if you're the fifth one, if you're the smartest one, that's not a good thing. (laughs) You're not doing you're not doing as well as you think you are. Uh, That's number one. And then the second thing of not being the smartest person in the room and being humbled. I never wanted to work that hard.
0: Like Mm. like,
1: hard work beats talent. When talent works, doesn't work hard. I knew I was talented. I knew I could do it. Show it to me. I got it. Cool. Oh, you still working on it? Why, bro? Let's go do something. Like, why are we still working on this? Like, man, I had to really get this down. I didn't get that early. I did not get that early on in my career. And so now when I am very intentional about drilling down on certain things, that's because I know that I won't challenge myself so now I have to challenge myself to challenge myself if that
2: makes mm. sense. yeah, no, yeah
1: if not, I'll just be just above mediocrity, but I won't always be operating in excellence.
2: Got it. got it. So how did you surround yourself by those five smarter people? How did you find those people? because it's you have to be intentional if you yeah. if you if you if you weren't raised by like just smarter people or You know most times or a lot of times our friends are just just like us or you're the smarter one and they kind of feed off you you know what i mean so what did you do to kind of um put yourself in a place where you 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 were being able to feed off somebody else and kind of learn from them
1: well i i'm very unapologetic in saying the frat saved my life like Mm. Like Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, fly Alpha Phi chapter located on his campus of at Clark Atlanta University. Saw the young boy that could be a great man. Um, you know, again, I came in, I was gregarious. I had the personality, um, thought I was cool. And you know, the friend has a way of breaking you down, right? They're yeah, like, oh, for you sure.
0: You got it. For sure. And so,
1: again, everything that I thought I was doing well, they showed me that you're supposed to do that. Like, that's not, that's not impressive. You're supposed to have a 3.0 or better. You're supposed to be a leader. You're supposed to hold office. You're supposed to be on the Dean's list. You're supposed to provide these communities. Like that's not impress as a black man. That's what's already in you. The power is already in you. So when I started really hanging around those brothers, again, mm-hmm. that, were old, that were polished, uh, the dress, you couldn't like I graduated my senior year with one pair of jeans. And it's funny because even now, like my wife has to buy me jeans. I just I don't wear jeans. Like right,
0: right, right. You know,
1: I love suits. Like, even if I'm dressing down, I'd still rather, you know, throw some slacks and a nice button up and a thing on. Like, you know, why don't you just wear some jeans? I was like, ah, I guess I could. <laughs> Didn't even occur to me, right? So, yeah. you know, it's it's just that type of discipline and consistency uh they placed in my life. And then again, as you start evolving and maturing. And then when you get out and just with our network, uh, not only within the business community, but also just, the, the regular community, cause you know, we just had, uh, some, some deaths here with the passing of John Lewis and Reverend C.T. Right. Vivian and, and Lowry. And again, just being in the frat, being in those settings was normal, which right. is kind of crazy. Right. And I, I, tell, you know, Pete and it's all the, it's on the, on the wall, you know, um, not all great men are alphas, but all alphas are great men, right? Yeah. And, we, and we know that. But just to be in these settings and be able to soak up the game. And again, them still, still sharpening, still making sure that they're holding you accountable of you saying who you are, what you're gonna do, and how you're gonna make an impact. Um, that that really, really changed the uh paradigm of my thinking. Also it's a trajectory of my life.
2: Got it. Got it. That's heavy. Now, you said you you mentioned that you were an instructor. In what Mm -hmm. way? So
1: uh, this is my 12th year in higher education. I started at Spelman College and then I transitioned over to Year Up, which is a workforce development program. We train 18 to 24 year olds in information technology and business skills. Uh, Specifically what I do, I'm a professional skills facilitator. So I teach young adults the foundational principles that they need to walk into any business environment and thrive. So what does that look like when you show up? It's aptitude that gets you hired. I can train you and hire you, but it's aptitude that gets you fired. So how are you connecting with people? How are you building your network? How are you collaborating? How are you communicating effectively? How are you resolving conflict? Uh, How are you able to code switch? How are you able to uh, recognize your audience and then appropriately uh, deliver presentations? So uh, I have been doing that for the past two years on a national level with my team. But um, before that, I have been doing public speaking with Spelman. Then I transitioned over to business communications
2: with Europe
1: as a nonprofit.
2: Okay. Let me ask you, let's, let's talk about code switching, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Because it is very prevalent and necessary Mm -hmm. in all realms of life right so as a poet how important is it to learn the skill of code switching knowing your audience and and not just okay so you have let's say you have one poem and you're booked for three different environments or audiences. Mm -hmm. That same poem, same words, but because earlier you talked about the inflection and the tone and the, right, uh, Mm -hmm. you would more than likely, or should, I would say, say it in in a different way um, based off of who you're talking to. Tell, tell tell me tell me about that. You know you know because it, it, it goes in the boardroom, but it also happens mm-hmm. on stage as well, or it should happen on stage.
1: So um, I have excellent examples because again, poetry is literally the, I would say, the torch that has lit my path. And again, when they say you want to let God, um, you know, laugh, tell me your plans. I was hosting an open mic at uh, this little small bar, right? And it actually was one of the loudest open mics in the city. Um, and the the we talk about code switching, right? The great thing for us is by day, we worked at corporate. By night, we're spoken word artists. So we could bring all of these different people in the room, so in this room, Number one, it was like a dive bar, so you already had your your straight up cassicade, of got off of work, still had the work uniform on, still didn't even change. It's like, yo, give me a beer. Then you had you know the the independent single ladies that came from the office, their lawyers, their doctors, then right. you had like the beatniks, uh, then you had the LGBTQ community because you know it's Atlanta's it's downtown. so you have like all of this great energy and diversity in the room. And there was a Dean at Spelman that used to come and watch me MC and host. Mm. So again, we you're talking about code switching, I had to number one, read the room because mm. I can't be too ratchet and too hood because that's not them. There's some there so I could throw out some things to let them know, hey, you know, I identify I'm Southside Houston already. UGK right. case <laughs> <You're fed up, laughs> right? right? But then also I got to go to work cause I have a brand so I can't be too off the wall because they're like, man, that's that dude that you know is leading this meeting and last night he was talking about this this and this right or uh, it might be again just the artist community where you still got to earn your respect so you can't be no slouch so i got to get up here i got to spit these bars and let you know like no i do this for real i'm not just like a, a a pretty face that can organize a great event like right i am immersed in this culture and this craft and so from that opportunity she invited me to come, you know, be a professor at Spelman. Again, poetry.
0: Wow. When I
1: got to Spelman, I looked at this book and again, I read the book. Oh, this is cute, but you know what doesn't lie? The stage. I said, you see this book? We're not going to use this book. So I rewrote my syllabus. I won, best spoke, no, I, was, I, won, I won best public speaking teacher that year. So the dean calls me in and says, what did you do? <laughs> I said, I did everything y'all told me not to do. So, they're like, cool, we wanna use it. So then they took my syllabus and then used it for the whole department. Again, poetry, because I would make them do poems, right? When I got to year up, uh, I bought my spell curriculum. Hey, you know, I wrote this curriculum here. Maybe you could use it here. On a local level, again, code switching. I was able to bring in business people and we would um, do speaking panels But then also for my class, I would have poetic Fridays. Mm. So every Friday they had to write a new piece about how they were feeling. It could be a monologue, it could be a soliloquy, but again, it's public speaking, like the stage doesn't lie. You had to stand in the center of your fire until the truth burns clear, like unapologetically. Spoken word. Somebody from national comes down like, man, this is amazing. How'd you do this with the students? Uh, Can we use this over here? Sure, so now my curriculum goes, to the national office, again, spoken word, poetry. I'm gonna wrap this all up in a bundle because when you talk about poetry and how I was able to uh, show me how to code switch to advocate and show other people to know the audience of code switch, that same dive bar, literally every week, everybody can tell you, man, it was crazy. When I say crazy, the first week there we show up and again, everybody's like, ah, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's Atlanta, it's <laughs> downtown right. Atlanta. And we're like, hey guys, we're about to do a poem. <laughs> and they're like, what? Do, 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 get out of here. <laughs> right. right, Man, so much. So I mean, we had a crackhead hop on stage, start booty shaking. like. <laughs> the cook, the cook came out from the back and got drunk. And then I was going to fight with my DJ. So like, Again, conflict resolution, <laughs> interpersonal communication, right. having to you know manage these personalities. I took those same lessons
2: mm. and then
1: brought it to the classroom. So for my class, I would have to write a passion speech. So with a poem that you say, hey, I need this poem because these are your words. And don't change the words, but you have to recognize the audience and figure out how to connect to that audience they would be all excited. Like, yeah, I gonna my the speech and I'm about to kill it, Mr. Cornell. And I'm like, awesome. Step out the room. They're like, what? Step out the room. And then when you come back in, you had to figure out the audience you're presenting to and then tailor that speech to that audience. Mm. So when they would step out the room, they might show, show back up. It could be a kindergarten class. It could be a juvenile detention center. It could be uh, a Make America Great Again Republican Luncheon. Wow. You know, so whatever their passion speech was, they had to come back in, figure out that audience. And again, don't change the speech. Don't get scared. Don't get shook. Because if you're really passionate about your words and you're true to your words, you got to figure out how to connect with that audience and deliver that message. And again, all of those different things, are not only lessons, but the code switching and being able to understand, number one, who you are yeah. and how you stay authentic to your voice. Because, you know, when I tell people cold switch, it ain't fake to you. Make it put all fake to me. No, don't be fake. Still be your authentic self. Mm. But you have to figure out how to deliver your authentic self to a person that is seeking to uh, understand versus you always trying to be understood.
2: It's, it's being multilingual. Yeah. Because yeah. people who speak different languages say the same thing, mm-hmm. but just in another language. So whoever they're talking to can understand it, correct? Because too many people, when you talk about code switching, no man, I ain't switching up for nobody, man. It's who I am. They can't take me for who I am. <laughs> I just drop my head, man. You know, and 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 um, but they don't know, you know.
1: Uh no, that's not true. I, I don't give them that pass because we grown, yeah. Like, I was talking to uh, so. Growth mindset versus fixed mindset. This is like one of the top lessons I teach. And uh, are you familiar with growth mindset? Yes, sir. So. So, again, if you have a fixed mind, I, yep. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just going to say, OK, cool. Right. Because you said something before we came on. You said, hey, man, really, you can do whatever you want. Just don't cuss. I could have been like, man, F that, no, bro, you got to know. I got to say as many N words as possible. And if I can't right. fill this space with this filler word, then, bro, we might as well not even do it. No, I'm like, okay,
2: cool. Adapt.
1: Adapt. And so for the people that aren't willing to adapt, guess what they do? They die.
2: Mm. If you're not growing, you're dying. Pretty much. Yeah. If a flower, it's not growing. It's, 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 on its way to death. Correct. Yeah. I tell everybody, uh,
1: communicate or die. Um, ever since I've seen that phrase, I me, mean, I, I take that phrase to heart, man. Um, and I always, again, going back to my students, cause I just, I just tell them life stories, life stories. Like I remember, um, you know, we talking about the school shootings, and I was reading this story, and it says the power of communication. The story, uh, not to be morbid, but you know, the school shooter's in, and he's shooting everybody, just like, you know, going through and just picking them off. He shows up to this young lady. She was like, please I have don't a, kill me.
2: I have kids. I have-
1: she didn't even do that. She just said, please don't kill me. And he, he killed the person next to her. Wow. Advocating for yourself. Because we think it's hopeless, there's like, there's no hope. Why even try? <laughs> no, try. <laughs> Let me try to communicate, advocate for myself so I can have some type of agency and control my narrative of how this thing is going to go.
2: Mm. How can that benefit the spoken word artist, the poet?
1: There, that's a multi-layer question. Um, yeah. Yeah. y'all yeah, about to say, let's, let's, let's break it down. Specifically for what? like
2: it, Helping them in what? Well, in their growth in 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 their career. So so, you know, I don't care how good or bad a rapper may be, they still will say my rap career. But a poet, on the other hand, won't say career. Ooh. Right, right think about it like if you really think and, and and think about your poetry friends be and i think it's because they haven't seen someone go far with poetry like right? and and it's not an industry yet right so so i
1: want to i want to make sure i want to make sure i'm clear because it is an industry it is um uh, uh and so i want to make sure i'm clear in your direction so your direction is spoken word artists don't take themselves seriously because they don't think that it is a viable career. Yes. Okay. So when I came into this game, Jay said every deal I ever made said president. So when I came in and I might've had an advantage cause you know, I came in throwing parties and, you know, understanding business and, understanding events and understanding the power of a following in a platform. But when I got to, you know, this, these spoken word spots, they're like in these little spots, like, man, the best we can do is hopefully a cafe to hold 20 people will allow us to just occupy this space. And,
0: right.
1: you know, then it only lasts for uh, a couple of months. Cause guess what? Everybody broke. Everybody started our art- starving artists. So poets are coming up, they're drinking one cup of tea, uh, they're drinking out of their flask, and they ain't trying to hustle CDs around the club. Mm-hmm. So they never took themselves seriously. Yeah. So they never invested in themselves to say what a career looks like. So let's break career down when you say yep. career. In any industry, if you have a career in the industry, what is the first thing you need to do? You need to educate yourself on the right. industry to have a career properly in it. So why would we go to four years of college to go to find a job or we go to a trade school to be a carpenter? We we do all of these things to upskill ourselves, to prepare, to have a career in the industry. But spoken word artists like, man, I'm gonna write a, a couple of dope poems and then to see what happens. Like they have no plan. And so when I came in, I said, yo, this is dope. And I, I go to different places. That's another thing, too, diversity. Mm-hmm. So, yes, mm-hmm. I'm going to spoken word artist places, but I'm also over here at the church. I'm over here at the strip club. I'm over here at this business meeting. So, I know the different platforms that are available. So, if I'm a spoken word artist, how can I be marketable to these different platforms? Mm. And I can walk in and I can do. Uh, a a poet, a poem at the strip club, I can do a poem at the church, I can do a poem at a conference, I can do a poem at a school. So that is a career because you're an orator, you are a speaker. So if you are a speaker, you have transferable skills and those transferable skills, you can, Christmas, Mother Day, Easter, Mm. Like, why aren't you working? (laughs) Weddings, birthdays, like, again, it was a career. Then you figure out, Mm -hmm. you know what? Mm -hmm. And I I told my wife when she first met me, she was like, I don't get Valentine. No, you don't get Valentine (laughs) because everybody's in love. They're going to want to hear a poem. They're going to want to listen to some music. No, like I'm looking at these places, like all of these places are income and revenue that I could be producing in this viable industry through spoken word. Mm -hmm. So when artists say like, man, what do I need to do to get put on? Put yourself on. Mm. I didn't wait for anybody. I, and the beautiful thing, and this is what we talk about, growth mindset, no one told us that we couldn't do it. We didn't know. Yeah. It's like, yo, uh, at the time when you know the clubs are popping, then you know over here, Freaknik is popping, every, everything's popping. Like whatever you did at the time, as long as it was halfway cool, people was gonna show up. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So why don't I put a lot of dope artists on? Because these dudes are dope, and I put these some of these poets up against like any of these hip hop cats that are out here shooting videos and you know in swimming pools throwing money on women and all that. Like, but you suck, bro. I know this dude. over here, he's dope. He just doesn't have the platform. Right. So I'm gonna use my marketing power. I'm gonna use my relationships, and I'm gonna put together something creative and fun. And then put myself on because, of course, I'm there, so I'm going to perform. I create my own audience. And then I put these other people on. And then what you're doing now, now for the artists, again, that have that mentality, man, I don't know if I can have a career. Cool. I'm not saying I'm pimping you, but guess what? Can I put a couple of dollars in your pocket, bro? I'll be honored if you came and and spoke over here. Oh, man, for real. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And so now I'm booking you and I'm getting money off of that. And, again, I can only... I can only uh do what I do. You only eat what you kill. So when these artists say they're starving, that's because you starving. Yeah. You choose not to eat. You oh, I'll only eat that. I'm I'm vegetarian or vegan. I don't eat cheese. I only eat fish. I only eat that. Okay, cool. To your point. Oh, if I can't cuss, I can't do it. Oh, for they if I ain't ready for TV. Oh man, I ain't trying to do all that, man. bro. I, yeah. I don't understand it. Of course, this is 20 years later speaking. But I came in with that fire in my belly, like, like who's better than us? We the I best. Love it. Like the DJ Khaled of poetry. Like
2: I love it. Who we? <laughs> hey, you, uh, you said you're the DJ Khaled of, of, of poetry. You know, I I see myself as the Russell Simmons of poetry. You know, nice. and and you know, even though I haven't been in it since the beginning, you know, like Russ, but um i I, i'm finding out ways to build the industry right Mm -hmm. you know uh with the poet life you'll see poet life podcast that's one stream of income you know Mm -hmm. and so you got poet life gear you got poet life university poet life academy and so what I'm trying to do is not to just throw a bunch of stuff out there. I'm literally making a list of things that you can do in poetry. Literally, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm saying this on the podcast, Mm -hmm. there is money in poetry Mm -hmm. and they're like, all right, so tell me where I'm doing a podcast that's that's one way. <laughs> I, I, what you Again, know writer writer man like how many how yeah, many podcasts yeah. speak to poetry like just think about the different areas in 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 art and technology um and how you can interrupt and be the only one in that lane and eat
0: yeah
1: you know, yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying, man, when we first started, they called us the poet guys. And at first I didn't like it, but I was like, yeah, we are. Because guess what? Like,
2: man. You're known can,
1: for oh, it. Call, yeah, call call the poet guy. He can do it. I sure can. <laughs> I sure can. So, yeah, I, I think for artists and, and I don't know how you want to as far as the direction we're going but you know you talk about the entrepreneurial spirit and yeah. uh being the russell simmons i kind of look at it like the plug right mm. even with russell simmons because he got the money he got the tv show but russell had to see us like you couldn't come to atlanta and not see us right and i'm not saying that in an arrogant manner but if you wanted somebody of quality that is plug and play that's ready to get on your stage you gotta see us who else are you going to got to Right, so again, you're positioning yourself where we're already on the radio, we already were selling out thousand seat venues for the talent scout to be like, "Yo, their show is bigger than ours." Right, Jamie Fox when he was doing Laugh Palooza, they were still building it to try to get to Showtime. They hired us as the marketing team, mm-hmm. poets. Why did right. they hire poets? Because guess what? Because the comedians are coming to our show because we got more people than a comedy club.
0: Mm.
1: And the radio's coming to us like you have identified the invisible market. And at that time again, I, I learned. I was like, "What's the invisible market?" They're like, "None of these people in your audience listen to the radio." Yeah. They they want the original music. They want the independent artists. They want you know the the uh, the college radio station or the underground radio station. They don't want our mainstream. They they're cool on that, and you have a thousand people here, mm. so can you do that for us for our audience? Because obviously, our audience numbers are down. Your audience numbers are up. Let's combine forces. Sure, got that. Right, it's Doritos, bring Doritos, bro.
2: Crunch all you want. We'll make more. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Because because the the bottom line is. You have to look at yourself more than just a poet. Correct. The fact that you're a poet, like you said, you're an orator, you're a writer. You you, you put words together like puzzle pieces. And that's what companies need. That's what uh, boyfriends need for girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And they'll pay for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just the stage. It's not just the open mic. It's not just anything. It's a it's a blog that you can start and monetize. Yeah. You, you know, your orator, why don't you have a podcast? Man, so you're speaking, bro. You're speaking. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? I, I, and, and that's what that's what this is for. That's what this podcast isn't for us to just talk. It's for us Correct. to teach, you know. And, and and it's not for me to teach. I I bring on people like yourself that are doing it, you know, because they're not just going to listen to one person. You know what I'm saying? They have to they have to see it, you know, uh, from you, from the, you know, the other guests that we have and the people that we bring on have to be able to or have to be willing to give the ABCs one, two, threes. If you're not willing to open up and tell us how you did it, you can't come on this show.
1: Right. And that's a beautiful thing about you providing this platform. Again, you're providing a platform for people to stand at your stage. This is your opportunity. What do you have to say? Mm. So um, it's, it's a simple business concept that I take all of my artists through. Again, when they come like, yo, Chris, You've been doing it, man. How do I get on the level and all that? I said. So again, don't don't look at the the fifteen cruises and the international trips every year, and mm-hmm. don't don't look at the Vegas and the Puerto Rico and the DR. Again, I started at this little dusty spot with ten people in it, but I knew that what we had was what I'm doing now. I visioned it. So there are three books specifically
0: mm-hmm. that
1: I, I gave you three books. Number one is the success principles by Jack Canfield. If you haven't read it, go through it. Don't just read it. Actually do the exercises within it. There are exercises within the book. Uh, the second book is from good to great. That's good. Again, do you do it or do you do it for real? And that's Jim Collins. And then the third one is the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership, John Maxwell. Cause again, you're on stage. What are you leading people towards? Why should you be the Pied Piper? Why should I look and listen at you? Why should I invest in you? Why should I show up to this podcast to learn? Why should Mm. I show up to your university for you to teach me? Why should I show up? And it goes back to what we said before, becoming a person of value. Mm. So what I did was I became a person of value where again, It's not that, oh, I'm so just great and loving. No, everybody knows what I do. You know how hard it is to tell somebody to come to a poetry show? Not like now, it's like, cool. When we first started, bruh, it's churches and strip clubs. That that was it. Atlanta, ATL, church or strip club. So anything different, they're like, bruh, I don't really do that. And so for you to actually have to win mindsets, and then win hearts, and then win trust, because now people trust you to tell other people, like, man, come experience what I am, because it's your own church. It's your right. own church, so- The community to, is already there. Yeah, so if you are a leader of the community, do you have the principles to be one of those people moving with the kings, nor losing the common touch, if all men count with you, but none too nuts. You know it, mm. you know the poem if. Yes, sir. So, So so that's what it is, but again, it goes back into drilling down on have I studied and shown myself approved beyond Mm. the spoken word realm. Like, if I want a career in this, am I truly investing in myself to create a career? And that career is people invested in me because I'm a person of value. Period. Yeah, my niche is poetry, but I'm a person of value,
2: right? Yeah. I was watching a video. I can't remember who um, who said this, but he said, don't chase money, chase value mm. and money will chase you.
0: Correct.
1: Might have been Miles Monroe because that's my guy.
2: That's my, Cause guy. that's my guy. That's my yeah. guy, man. And I just got up on him um, like like two years ago and I'm watching him on YouTube. And I'm like, man, I gotta meet him. And I was like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't I didn't know he passed. But he, I mean, he kind of foreboded in, in some of
1: his stuff. He was like, Man, all these books I've written, all of these things I've done. He's like, I'm here. He said, He said, even if you never see me again, I'm here. I remember that because again, that's that's that was his message. Like, what's your imprint, bro?
0: Mm. Like
1: that dash on your tombstone, like. That's the dash. How'd you feel your dash? That's, that's it. what you do? Mm.
2: So and how honest, long is that dash going to stay in the world, man?
1: Is it going to resonate? Is it going to ripple? Is it going to build? And again, I'm just in a different mindset, man. I, I ain't got a lot to you, Kristoff, man. Um, just where I am. I love it. Only, I don't I think I'm in my, I'm shade on my skin uh, cause I'm always evolving. And as a creative, like I'm, I'm so pumped at what you're doing as far as like providing that guidance. Cause I feel like we dropped the ball. I'll be honest, like, and it's a cycle and, and, and follow me. So like black people, right? Like we were oppressed. We, we busted our tail to you know try to move the needle. Now we move the ball down the field and then uh, it passed it to us. I ain't gonna lie, we fumbled. If you see these cats passing, yeah. You, you see the the jackson hella old and you know i think um jones is probably the only cat still here uh, i'm sorry young andrew young is probably the only cat out of that regime right like, who's under that nobody but yet you got these young cats under that that are hungry is bubbling so you got the black lives matter they're in the streets they they you know what we so in the middle there are only a few cats providing that guidance because we we know what this, we know what this generation did. They heard about it, they got videos, but we actually was there, like we connected, but how now we connected with them? Right. So you got all of this middle ground that is kind of open. And now at this point of my career, I'm like, yeah, I could do open mic, but again, for what? Like, what's the point if I'm not. Bringing people up and providing a platform, and they took the same seriousness and the same intentionality Man. about making sure that they can get where they need to get to. So, if I can just identify those keys, people, I'm mm-hmm.
2: cool. Yeah, because my... like, go ahead. In your mind, you're like, I need you to win. I want you to win. Yeah, because if you win, we all win. You know, we, yeah. You know, we 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 put poets on all the time. And and, um, you know, I need I need you to do well, you know, I'm not going to stifle your growth, you know. So so when I do hire you to perform here, I need you to go one hundred and fifty percent so that client can say, oh, man, I knew spoken word was going to do it. I knew it. I knew knew
1: that. Yeah. To your jargon. So you said something very key, and I want to make sure your listeners heard even just something simple to a poet's mind. And again, that's why I I had this uh, series called "Speak Like a Boss," and it's curriculum that I wrote to understand, you know, the 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 holistic evolution of the speaker. Again, your spoken word great, but within my speaking curriculum, "Speak Like a Boss" is if you can't see the whole picture of what you're walking into, you're not there to perform a poem. Like, no, I have provided this avenue, this platform for a client that is paying and investing in our company for Mm -hmm. us to be viable and do it again. It's a repeatable, scalable process. So how are you able to repeat your performance, scale it to larger audiences? Like it's a symbiotic relationship. Right. And so you're not just showing up 30 minutes late, smelling like a pound of weed. Come on. You know, it's like, uh, yo, I don't have any good banter or in between. I, I can get up there and look real tense and then just start spitting a piece. Right. Or like, do you like, hey, how y'all doing tonight? Do you have crowd presence? Can you tell uh interesting stories and anecdotes in between? Um, good friend of mine, John Good, and I don't know if you've had him on podcast, but if not. John Good is that dude, you need to bring him on.
2: Connect, connect um, me.
1: Yeah, I definitely do that. And uh, and so right now, he's, he's uh, hosting the moth uh, events, the storytelling events. And again, it's just flexing a different muscle. But guess what? Just because John is a writer and John does what he does, I sit here and watch this dude on stage literally for an hour. Guess how many poems he did?
0: Three.
1: Three, four tops <coughs> out of an hour. So, again, it's not even about poetry anymore. Mm. It's not even about poetry. That's a
2: tool in your tool belt. The poem is just one of your tools in the tool. Oh, man. Man, yeah. if, if, if they get that, if they get that, like, poetry is the vehicle. It's, 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 Oh, that's good beer. again and what kind of car are you riding in bro
1: mm. like, is oil? are you you know maybe sure you got tired again it ain't gonna start man look again the vehicle ain't gonna start Maserati you ain't gonna start like that but is it clean will it never break down will it get you to A to B are you keeping up on the payments are you taking it to the car wash like what are you doing with your vehicle
2: mm are you adding to it? Are you are you pimping your ride? How about that? That's good, Same man. act. Why Tell me act about your platform, bro. Right? Tell me about your platform, man. Tell me about your platform. Well, I have a couple of different
1: um, platforms that we work on. The first one uh, is Hallelujah. Uh, it is the largest clean comedy show in the Southeast region. Um, we are celebrating our 10-year anniversary this year. And so just like you, every Thursday, we are on our Facebook Live, Hallelujah Comedy. And uh, we just bring on our friends, man. Uh, My business partner, Sea dog has been in comedy for about 30 years. I've been doing this for about 20 years. Mm. So we just have a lot of different relationships. We have a lot of different interesting conversations over the years. And so we just provide something for the audience that's behind the scenes. Exactly what we're doing now of talking to that artist that has done well, um, that's been able to stand on these significant stages and, you know, have some, you know, real salt in the game. Like, how did you do that? What did it look like? You know, uh, what were some aha moments? What were some turning points? So uh, again, just at this point in my career, I wanna make sure that we always have that vehicle. So Hallelujah is that vehicle with uh, clean comedy, live music, spoken word, DJ dancing again. (laughs) I didn't say just it's a poetry show, Uh but it's just the vehicle that has gotten me to be able to do this caliber of events. Uh, The second uh, platform that I have is E Period Speaks, and that's just me as as an MC. You know, um, I dare say I'm one of the top hosts in Atlanta Mm
0: -hmm. and Mm -hmm.
1: possibly the nation. Again, I don't have the BET accolades, but. I do all right for myself. Again, I stay I stay in an event, or you know, I stay connected to something that mm. has, has a pretty good client profile, and so I have been able to not only MC these various events, whether it's a, a gala, uh, a conference, or you know, again, just a, a, a live concert venue or a festival. Uh, also, I teach, so I can teach you how to be me. So if you go through my Speak Like a Boss curriculum. I'm going to say everything that I did not do well, things I did do well. And here is how you can choose the best path off of to your point, what you have written down for your vision. Cause you can't live my vision, mm. you can't live what I do, but I can assist you in figuring out what your vision is and then adding those components to it. Because if you don't believe in what you do then why should I believe in. it? So That's first good. of all, do you truly believe in what you do? And so then the last platform um, I have is, where we are providing uh, for our young adults, specifically black men, uh, the the power to advocate for themselves, Because again, we're we're emotional, we're taught to suppress our emotion. So we don't have good conflict resolution skills. We aren't able to uh, speak to each other and figure it out and talk it out. So guess what, we act out. When we act out, what does it do? It gives them the permission to either kill us or enslave us and jealous.
0: Mm.
1: So now we're acting out because we can't effectively express ourselves. So again, I've always had all this energy and I've always you know, had these different journeys, but the big thing for me that has saved me through my whole life is the gift of gab. Like real talk, this mouthpiece has delivered me, man. God, thank you. Because again, I just knew very early I could talk to people and i figure it out. I'm five foot five. Like I know I look six three right now (laughs) because I got my camera down. (laughs) But but again, the the microphone has always been just a great equalizer in my life. And so uh, I really break those components down. What that looks like just in your daily walk of how you're able to network and have your walking elevator pitch, I would say.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think one 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 area that I want to tackle and you just said it network how how has that expanded your reach in your trajectory so um i tell everybody man when we first
1: started um uh, we were the one of the original email lists um mm. now everybody's like sign our email like we literally uh, had a pen and a pad and when you came in, you'd be like, how you doing? Can you put your email down? This is 2001, 2002. So we started like, all right, this is cool you're here, but guess what? If I only got eight people on the list, I know that at least eight people know. If I got 10 people on the list, now people know. Now my running email list is at 25,000. If I really like trim the fat and say who really opens them, I'm still around 15,000, right? Mm. Again, some people watch, some people read emails, some people don't. Mm -hmm. But I see it and it interests them. I'm there. You see it. And so I say that around 15,000. That was from a pad like this right here. Again, being intentional about I need you to know who I am and you will see me again. This is not like a happenstance that you just showed up and we saw each other. When it comes to social media, uh, I'm taking a digital marketing course right now because again, everything is pushed. And like, yes, I'm on social media and I reach about, um, I don't know, 50,000, I would say collectively through all of my different avenues, whether Instagram, E speaks, by the way, you see it right there. E-Period mm-hmm. speaks, that's my Instagram, uh, through my Facebook, through, um, Twitter. So we always have very been very intentional about capturing the data, not only at our events, But even if you and I speak, I'm intentional about adding you to my network. As soon as we talked, you say, Oh man, but I was able to follow you. There there was something that I did intentionally, and because we both had that same intention of let me follow this brother to see what he's doing. But guess what? You keep popping up. You pop up on my email, you pop up on my timeline. So you have done your due diligence to network, but then also be repeatable, because if repeatable, now we're having this message and something can come off and it's scalable goes back to that concept again from good to great.
2: Yeah. 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 I, I definitely wrote those books down. Um, I will definitely be adding those to my list, uh, of books to read and add them to my, my library, man. Um, I'm teaching my daughters, you know, it's, it's, it's more important to have a library than a TV.
1: Okay. Look, um, I tell everybody that networking thing. I said, I don't have $100,000 for you, but I have $100,000 worth of resources. Like, I I can make it happen.
2: Yeah. It's
1: not going to be for the price of making it happen.
2: Right. <laughs> and right. it's going to look good. <laughs> that's good. But
1: that's not going to come by you looking at somebody else's life and journey and creative because we all started with a blank canvas. And so right. I like watching TV, too. But I said, baby, I'm watching somebody else's canvas. I need to go do some work. Thank you.
2: You <laughs> you watching them make money. That's that's how I see it. And yeah. I, it's not to say that I don't watch TV, but am I gonna choose that over my 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 passion, my my gift, honing my gift, my craft, not mm-hmm. gonna happen. Also,
1: think about this, man. The way that they have it set up is. Okay, I watched this one. Oh, now nice it's rolling to the next one. You three hours in again of watching somebody that created something. Say you're on social media and you scroll and you're looking at TikTok and you're looking at video. Again, that's somebody else's creative. So you are investing your time in someone else's
2: dream. That but that it no, it's just TV. <laughs> no, no, you you watching somebody else's hard work. Mhm. And then reap the rewards. Yep. Yeah. Who's who's watching yours? Oh my god. Yes sir. I love it, man. I I love it. Um I see that you've been able to pivot, you know, um from March to now, you know, with this whole corona uh uh corona covid whatever they they're calling it. Um how have you been able to pivot?
1: Well, the the blessing for me was I had uh, my baby girl. Um, So Savannah Charm Cornell is five months now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you, brother. So I already was kind of going into it knowing I was about to be down.
0: Got it.
1: And so knowing that I was about to be down, I'm thinking for two months because then I was going to hit summer. You know, we was about to do what we do for our our stuff. So I was thinking, you know, that two-month period was gonna allow me to kind of incubate and get a cocoon to come out on the other side with just the fly stuff for the summer leading into the fall. Right. But the beautiful thing was, I was already on paternity leave and she was born February 22nd. And then boom, like two weeks later, Rona was here. So everybody's kind of scrambling and like having Mm. to figure it out. I had already kind of like stacked my nuts for the winter because I knew I was about to be down anyway. Right. So, so for me, I was fortunate that I was able to like spend the time bond, you know, with with my daughter. But I had already had a workflow planned out. Mm
0: -hmm. So,
1: when you talk about increasing your your digital presence, like I was already taking my adult learner certification. I was already uh, signed up for my digital marketing course. Mm -hmm. I was already, uh, you know, revamping our logo. We are revamping our website. Mm Have these different things that were already in queue. So for us, it wasn't even downtime. It was just a blessing that guess what? While everybody's offline now, we really don't have this big um, expectation that I got to be out there every week or every month. I got to be.
2: Man, I'm glad you said that. That was my. That was my. um, That was the hard part for me, because I have three daughters, five and under wow and and and, and I've, <laughs> listen bro, I, I, i've always said even before i had kids that i was gonna be present mm-hmm. like present like active right and and if being on the scene has to be sacrificed then that's what it has to do but what i'll do is i'll i'll put things in place so they know I'm still working. Correct. So I just went heavy online. Mm-hmm. I was at the open mics before, you know, and, and I made sure I my, my presence was known, uh, but I just got real heavy online and I then was about to start release, like, you know, having some interns put on the gear and then go to the open mics and represent, but then COVID hit, you know, but then, but I was already heavy online. So I said, Hey, let's go straight digital. Yes, sir. Right. And now I can be, uh, I'm in, I'm like in a clock. Look, I'm like in a closet, bro. <laughs> you are in a closet. That's funny. But, but look, if I tilt it down, you don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so there's no, right, like, especially right now, there's no excuse. Let's get to it. Let's get it in.
1: And again, I'm thinking on a different level, man, because I might step on some toes, but I mean, everybody in the community know it it is a problem to me that there are cats that I started with that are still kind of in a holding pattern.
0: Like Mm.
1: like, like we've all had a moderate amount of success But I just, to your point, I'm not the smartest, not the most talented in the room. I know I'm not the smartest that was in that room. I know I'm not the most talented that was in that room. And sometimes when I come back to your point, you could be down and you might have your presence there. But guess what? You ain't there. Right. So like like when I walk into spots, like I'm not, you know, I'm not just like, oh, y'all do that now. Like, no, I want to stay connected. These are my people. But. Evolution-wise, mm. why are you still showing up to this open mic literally to get on a list to rock? Like why do you want to rock on an open mic unless you don't have something new that you are working out?
0: Mm.
1: If you're like trying to work something out. So like when I show up, I'm like, yo, I'm about to go back on tour and <laughs> I got new material and I got to figure this material out. So can I do a poem? Not like, yo, I'm about to do this poem that you've heard for the last five years. (sighs) (laughs) Word, (laughs) word. So I've been gone. Like, yo, I've been gone, son. I come back. Yo, what's good? Oh, the same poem. Yo, what you got popping? See, put me on. I'm like, yeah, they've seen your show. They've seen it. They've seen it. They've Why would it. they uh,
2: then pay for it?
1: And again, that's like I, that's not like I'm better than you and it's all that. Not that stuff. That's it,
0: like it, it's yeah, not we gotta bad.
1: evolve. We gotta we gotta evolve, bro. Like you said, Corona's here. I'm in the closet. Like going back to your comment, or like you know these poets and code switching and how are they able to? Like I get it. Like I see them on live. They come on live and and put a cash app up. Cool. Again, I'm not, I'm not that's that's dope. Like, we want to support our people. I support my people, but like, what is your revenue generating idea? That couldn't be your idea. Like, I can't go to open mic. So let me put my cash app up and do an open mic in my living room. And guess what? I'm gonna do the same poem. What you allow to put a cash app up
2: for it? Listen, if you're listening, this is not this is not boasting, this is not gloating, this is none of that. This is teaching. This Man. is it, but you you have to be open to listen to it. Right? You you have to have the humility to say, Okay, all right, they're stepping on my toes right now. Ah, it hurts, but uh what hurts. Most times, one is not going to kill you. It's going to make you better. It's going to make you stronger. Yes, sir. You got to you listen. The whole time you're talking, I'm writing down. I'm writing notes. I'm write, I, I wrote the three books down. Um, uh, I'm writing notes as we talk. So I'm learning too while I'm talking to you.
1: But again, before, before we start, I say like, "Yo, what's up this podcast? Teach me. I said, let me sit at your feet.
2: Good. That's good.
1: Because like you said, it's a humble experience, but guess what? I want to evolve. Mm. I want to learn. Please teach me. I don't know. I know where I am. I know where I want to be. I know I'm not there, but yet I haven't done anything to better my situation. The definition of insanity.
2: Yes. Yes. Um, Man, I love it. Uh, I just hope and pray um, it really seeps in, you know, for the folks that are listening. Um, You know, because I easily could say, you know, this podcast should be like huge right now you know, because of the value that we're offering and, and on a week to week basis, we're not, we're not just having poetry talk. This is not, Mm -hmm. this is is not poetry talk. We ain't talking about metaphor. I mean, we, we do that, you know, but we're talking about growth in poetry in in business, in industry, in the community, you know, and, and, you know, I easily could just sit here and say, Hey, man, this is my podcast. You know, just do what you're going to do. No, I want you to win, man. I, 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 I again, I need you to win because mm-hmm. there is no industry when it's just one person. If there was one what? rapper, there wouldn't <laughs> be a rap industry. We need the backpackers, uh, the whatever other sub genres of rap there are we need that because that's Mm -hmm. what makes the industry you know what i mean so so whatever your lane in poetry is i need you to speed up but you but you gotta you gotta pimp your ride you gotta put a better exhaust on that thing nice comeback hey
1: because guess what the world just sped up the world didn't slow down
2: Oh, if people got that. People <laughs> people think the world slowed down. No, oh, we're, we're sitting right now. No, bro. We I'll think you, bro. We, we think you know, um, we just out people are out of work. A lot of those jobs are obsolete now, right? It was inevitable. Those labor intensive jobs, it was inevitable for them to go. The robots and the, you know, the machines and things, bro, them joints, those jobs are not coming back. A lot of them. Mm-hmm. And you just showed them that they don't need you here.
1: You just showed them we've been home to your point. And somebody's like, to hey, actually I'm okay. <laughs> and guess what? It's their
2: business. So actually, that's a good move for them. Are you mad? mad? They're saving money. Look, they're saving money (laughs) not being in the office. They don't have to pay rent for their office. Rent for companies—it's like thirty thousand a month. Easy. Now they're saying they can be even more productive with their with their employees at home, and they're actually doing work.
1: And guess how the world is sped up because just like you're doing this work this internet is cyberspace why do you think it's called cyber <laughs> yo you everywhere you ain't just at your office desk you ain't in your cube you everywhere like i've been on calls this week from west coast to east coast in one day one not day. like yo i'm gonna talk to this person this day like no my East Coast team is this time, my West Coast team is this time. Like, yo, it's mm. still teams out here and they working. But to your point of going digital heavy, we all worked on how to go digital heavy. We didn't just sit here like, man, I don't understand this Zoom stuff and all this, all that stuff. Man, I ain't doing that. Again, growth mindset, fixed mindset. So guess what? You sat home with no shows for six weeks, thinking it's gonna get better. And then you was like, How I go live? Like Dog, you you behind bruh, <laughs> you behind like, and again, you're better than me. Like <clears throat> technically speaking, like I'm your fan. You're better than me.
2: I need you to know that though.
1: Yeah. Like I said, like if you figure out this world, you win. Like, I love um, the, the brother you said is doing poetry on TikTok. Cause again, ain't no poetry on TikTok. But guess what? I was watching BET yesterday and they did a business conference TikTok. And they're like, yeah, for your business, whatever, or your ad. I'm
2: like, I just two signed up for that. TikTok, TikTok for business.
1: Yeah, two two months. That fast was the iteration, that iteration. It's like, okay, this is the past of time. Oh, no, actually,
2: people to watch it. Iterate. Just like that. It's not just cool. dancey, dancey, uh, voiceover, jokey, joke. It's, oh, these are commercials. Yeah. That we don't have to spend thousands, millions of dollars on. And
1: guess what? Because it's cyberspace and people are looking for content to fill their spaces, Oh my God! You're right. Oh, you're right. Uh, you speak. You you can do that. You can be that guy. Hi, I'm Chris Cornell. Have you tried my curriculum? Speak like a boss. You should. For one forty nine ninety five, I could take ten of your students and virtually train them for the next four weeks. Sounds good. Fifteen hundred.
2: That quick. Fifteen man. I love this, man. I love it. I love it. I just want everybody to get it, man. And, and we're going to continue to bring people on um, to talk this game, to talk this work. Uh, God, this is good. We we I just posted a clip of one of our um, episodes where I said, I think I was talking to the lead contributor to Forbes.com just posted Ooh, that nice. this past Monday, this Monday. Yeah. I uh, saw that post. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and and I was, and I said, I said, even in COVID, you can become an international poet. How, what, what do you mean? Listen, everybody's hosting an open mic. Okay. You want to do mm-hmm. open mics. Let's do open mics. Search hashtag open mic, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, tick, not tick tock yet. Uh you'll find a whole thread. You can now you can follow hashtags. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't just have to follow people or accounts, you can follow hashtags. So when people use that hashtag, it that pops up, those posts pop pop up in your feed. Mm-hmm. So that means open mics everywhere pop up on your feed saying, Hey, we got an open mic Thursday, seven o'clock, whatever, you know, depending on the, the um, time frame, you know, where they are, might be in the morning. This, this open mics in the morning, jump in, jump in an open mic. D- don't well, in this case, you can do that one. Poem. <laughs> you can do that one. Poem. Right. Because yeah. you're no longer you're, now you're in Denmark, and they think that's the you know the yeah. hottest thing, right? So so but now they know you in Denmark. You did a you did an open mic in Africa. There's a, there's a heavy poetry scene in Africa. Don't fake mm-hmm. on Africa. Trust me. We're gonna have some folks on this podcast from Africa. They're gonna tell you. Nice. But I'm saying that. Now you're building your name, your brand, your network. And so when, whenever this is over, you tap back into that network and say, hey, um, I've, I've been active. Man. I've been in you all's comments. You all seen me. I, I performed in your open mic. Uh, this is what I'm doing. I would love to come out there uh, and be a feature. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we remember you. You did that one poem. <laughs> <laughs> we loved it. Come on, up. but make sure you don't just have that one poem. Of course, when you go out there, right? So, but listen, man, is this? There's there's lanes for you to drive in, but you 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 can't be the slowest one in the lane. Man, I'm telling you, all the traffic metaphor is right because
1: that's what it is like. When when we got on, so again, 20 years in 2000, like. And again, this is us, hindsight. We was getting 10,000 hits a month on our internet, on our, our website. Mm. We, we didn't understand the power of impressions. At that time, we had 10,000 a month on our internet. We had uh, a, a festival that we was rocking that had like 2,000 people come out every year. And again, all of this is from literal flyers and email. That's it, bro. Flyers, word of mouth, email. We didn't have this. That
0: like, mm. my
1: spice was just starting to pop, but it wasn't wow. like like this right here, right? And so again, hindsight's twenty twenty. You don't recognize, it, but now that I know what I know, when Heineken was like, "Yo, we want to put a banner on your website. How much?" And we was like, "Well, what's your budget?" You know, that's that's as I learned. I learned. Well, what's your budget? Right. And they're like, we only have five thousand left for this quarter. Is that okay? Now it's like normally it's ten, but we'll rock with five. Cool. And again, we didn't know that. Like, yo, I got a hundred fifty thousand dollars budget. So then I came back to Heineken. You talk about networking relationships. Like, yo, we do this thing at the park. They was like, oh yeah, here we'll just send you fifty cases or something stupid. I forgot what it was, but we just had mad beer. And again, they just got this product to give away. People are sitting on product is not moving is not moving, so when it's time to move again, they're gonna need somebody that they've talked to, they trust, that has built that relationship with them, like, oh, well, Chris always does it for us. that's our guy, and you can literally sit and build this relationship here, and when it open back up, and we open back up and do what we do, because you've seen yeah. what I do, you've seen, again, the clips, you talk about, hey, I'm gonna play this, now I have a whole um library, uh, of different subject matter experts for you to choose from and you can catalog it. Mm. I mean that's my guy. I go I go to uh Poet Life for Everything because right. like right that's what I know. Yeah. That that's the brand. Yeah. That's what I've built. That you know yeah. so so when people recognize um, just how you're able to rally all of these different things. And actually it's rallying people. Like right now we're rallying each other. Like, okay, exactly. for the industry, I need to rally these cats real quick. Let's come in, let's make a huddle. Cause when it's ready, break. <laughs> mm. It's
0: our
1: team versus theirs.
0: Yeah. And
1: That's same good. thing, I need you to win. Like if you are flabby and sick, I can't throw the ball to you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need you I need to do some reps. I need you to do some you. reps. I need you to get them push-ups in, man. Like, I need you to build muscle in this game. Like, you can't be out here frail. <laughs> no, you can't because it's not
1: for the weak or frail. People think that poetry – and I'm going to be real with you, man. That's um I cool. I consider myself a cool guy, right? I have – I've been fortunate that, you know, I, I've been – Part of some great groups of people. I can't even lie. When you say charm life, great groups of people. Like I put my life up against anybody. Just of the blessings of the surrounding individuals around me. Like I I love all my crew all the time at all levels. Because even the knuckleheads was like knuckleheads, and I learned some great stuff from that knuckleheaded them because they were still smart in their knucklehead. Like, like yo, I know how to cook crack because I'm good at chemistry. Mm. So as my project management and chemistry skills, let me set up the largest dope network in the Southeast. I know them dudes, right? Mm-hmm. And again, they're not just like, I can't wait to shoot somebody up. They're like, nah, I'm trying to like buy my hood and you know, be like the dude on the shine. <laughs> I'm the dude that, that don't nobody know I'm ahead of the, uh, of the gang or the mob. So even on both sides of the, of the polar opposite, I've been very fortunate to be around some some great groups of people. So now when you talk about flabby and sick and and, and getting your reps in and understanding that you had to be fit in this game, there was no lane. Poetry Um, didn't, poetry um, was there. Like you had the last poets, you had Sonia Sanchez, Nikki Giovanni, that's it. (laughs) That was the poetry pantheon. It was done. So this like generation that I'm with, like we had to cut through the bush. We had to whack through then Russell Simmons came, the TV versus the flow came, and then uh BT Lyric Cafe came. So great, now we had these vehicles, but what kind of cars are you putting on the highway? Because again, if you are flabby and sick, and now I'm televising this to a larger audience, and you up there looking like Joe Frazier, you know, at the end of your career, then right. nah, bro. I don't want to reinvest in that. So now again, we keep talking about investing in yourself and, and, and being ready for the fight. Like people are fighting for their lives, B. Yeah, they live. We 150 in. You worried about an open mic or trying to get up? Nah, bro. Like, we 150 deaths in. Yeah. Communicate or die. How are you able to pivot, take your God given Mm -hmm. talents, package them, monetize them, and survive?
2: Listen, I must say this. We had a client email us through our website um and we worked with them before they emailed us and said hey you know uh we, we we're 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 i'm choosing my words um we're a group its we're, we're a group of not black people you know mm-hmm. all right and so we're seeing the movement and we're we're allies all right um but we didn't just want to jump on board and Jump on the bandwagon. We wanted to sit back and learn and listen. I said, I appreciate that. That's 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 a great path to take, right? And so we want to. Um, they're saying that we want to uh, do a, a project. They 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 are a ensemble of musicians, All right. And but we want to partner with you again um, and put some spoken word with that. And and what are your thoughts? I said, oh, that's perfect. That's awesome. You know, um, I've been wanting to do something for the movement. Um, and th- and I said, um, I actually want you all in it. I want you all in this video production. They're like, OK, all right. We were you know, we weren't really expecting that because we wanted we wanted to, you know, make sure that we weren't the center of attention and, you know, being real humble. And I, you know, again, I really appreciate that. Um, but I was like, no, I completely get where you're coming from, but I think it would actually add to it, right? And so right. I'm saying all this, I'm kind of setting it up. And because in my head, I'm thinking about the poet that I can call. Right? So you have um, this this awesome production that we're going to put on. What they do is like atmospheric uh, music in a movie, that type of that type of music, right? And nice. so it has to be a certain type of poet. So now my list of poets are kind of dwindling down because um, everybody can write a poem, but not mm-hmm. everybody can fit their poem in this box that I need, in this package right. that I need. Um, so shortening my list, uh, but then I'm I'm a future, so I think ahead of the project. All right cool so this is this project could really go somewhere right news and right so this poet that i get needs to be clean cut on the on the screen can speak well represent well uh narrowing down list is getting smaller um what else is there uh has to be able to work well as a team in a team shortening because i remember previous project eh, eh, It, you know what i'm saying Mm
0: -hmm. and so
2: i say this to say how well rounded are you do you Mm -hmm. just have poems do you just perform well on stage because that limits you too it's the car it's the car you have what car what kind of car are you driving
1: Man, that that's real, man. One I mean,
2: poet.
1: One wow. Is that that real, or are you just like? No, it's real. Metaphorically. No. Metaf- oh, so so the real. real numbers was like one poet. One that's, poet. That's that's bad. And <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to say it because you like, man. Look at what you didn't even know you took yourself out of the game. Like. Like you think you are in it, because again, like you got the uniform on, you got the, you know, the the tape around your ankles, like you ready to do work. But you ain't seeing the field, bro. And and it's not that you can't play, you actually probably like one of yeah. the best
2: position players out right. there. Right. Role player. You can get them yards that we need. We need them three yeah. yards. All right, we're gonna put them in.
1: But you're not an athlete. I can't put you in the slot. I can't put you wide. I can't put you in the backfield. Like, I got the ball. Like, the ball's going to be there. Like, I'm Tom Brady. Like, we're going to score. It doesn't even matter your name. But guess what? I need you. I'm going to ask you to do some things that you probably haven't done before in your career. But guess what? We're going to be able to get the ball down the field because they don't even know you nice like that. And so when I throw you the ball, they're like, yo, who is this, you know, like an Amandola Edelman type dude? Like, where'd he get this little dude from? And like, we can't stop him. Mm. And then, and guess what? That's that's not our only play we got with you. Like now they, they see like, oh, we can use this in different settings, different arenas. And guess what? We got a ring. Then we got another ring. Now we got five rings and one on the side of the dresser. And I'm still playing. I go into another team, and guess what? Just because I'm going to the team, they got us chosen to win the Super Bowl because of the talent on that team, and they know what I do with
2: talent. Yeah, I love it, man. It's getting late, man. I don't want to hold you up, man. <laughs> uh, you got. I can do one this one, all night, man. I, I can do this it all be. night. Let's. <laughs> be, I don't know when. A lot of time, my problem is I don't know when to close. I, I cause. <laughs> I'll go if down. you want to close, we
1: can. If you want, if you want to chop it up for a little bit more, any closing thoughts? We can do that too. You tell me, brother. I'm, sure. I'm with you, sure. brother.
2: Yeah. Listen, man. Um, you and I are gonna connect on on some real stuff. I already have uh, a project where I need you to be the host. Um, Respect. It, it's a, it's a panel. It's a panel, and it's called Building the Poet Life. I'm sorry, Building the Poetry Industry. Oh wow. Yeah, oh, man, I would,
1: I would love to be a part a, of that, man. It's a,
2: that's, it's a panel, it's stuff where where we we bring on folks that are doing it, doing it on a high level. Um we're also bringing back the guests, the lead contributor from Forbes.com. and she loves this lane. She she loves poetry and she wants to see it go she wants to see it grow you know and so um um and so as you're talking you know and as you're, you're you're you know expressing your passion you know i said this is the guy that i need as the host wow
1: i appreciate that brother and again just opportunities man um yeah. let me know how i can assist you in shining you know what i mean
0: Yes, that, sir. That's
1: what it is. Yes, and, sir. And, and man, I just even stuff like that excites me because again, yeah. I'm going to be around some more great people. I keep, I keep saying that, man. I'm yes. be very intentional about yo. If they're great people there, I'm there, bro. You ain't got to keep asking. I'm gonna show up. Like, man, I heard some great people here. Yeah. What are we doing? That,
2: that scripture. Um, and don't ask me what which one it is, but where it says, you know, your gift will make room for you. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It will if you work it. Mm. It if you just think you're gonna sit there and he go, and the gift is just gonna open doors. Them doors gonna be closed for a good while
0: because yep. it all
2: Faith without works is dead. So yep. those doors like said, are locked without your there was work. A
1: lot. Talent's are buried. Like I said, a guy to buried his talent because you didn't want to squander it, but then he actually. I right. because the dude that went to multiply his, like, man, plenty. I mean, again, we, we know what to do. You you are providing that resource. You are providing that platform. What you got going here is amazing brother. And yep. you know, I got to give you your flowers and, and I'm telling you, um, it's professional the, the way that you have set it up, um, how you just even intentional about the branding and the packaging uh, that matters. And again, it matters because if we are to be taken serious Mm -hmm. in this industry, and again, I keep talking about the jargon, like people understand the, the meaning, but the jargon is there for a reason. It is structured and formatted. When they say words matter, the reason I'm a word Smith, because words matter. When you put puzzle pieces together, if this is the jargon that is going to get us to, be taken seriously on the upper echelon in this industry that is a whole conversation if you step into a boardroom and you're still trying to talk like you at the poetry spot it's an issue because again code switching you're gonna look crazy man I have you know people that have shown up to like sterile professional places. Smell it smell like a pound. Like, dude, you're about to get on stage. Like on stage, not like I'm in the back smelling like weed. Like I'm the dude on stage looking like I just, and smelling like I just did. And so you have to understand the norms and the etiquette for certain spaces. So in this space right here, in order for us to advance and get more people to buy into the message, it's not that we're asking you to buy into something to benefit us like no it's gonna benefit you which in turn is gonna benefit us but i have to model it first because if i don't model it then you can't you're gonna have to raise to my level like i'm never coming back down christoph like mm. i'm so i'm never coming back down i am so the reason i'm passionate because people are like yo this dude trip am i am i tripping like mm-hmm. no if really i'm frustrated because i'm like we don't have to do this. Like you, we literally don't have to do this at all. Like, like I've shown you what to do. and guess what? I'm not even there yet. Cause this is showing me what to do. And I still want to do what this dude is doing because I'm clearly not doing that. Yeah. Even though I'm doing what I'm doing, I am nowhere near because guess what? That dude is no different than me.
2: We no, the same. No celebrity. No, they just they just chose to put in the work.
1: They put in the work. They set up the system. And they're just working their
2: system. Yeah, but he... Yeah, but he got the same 24 hours that you had even before he was a celebrity. Yep. You know what I mean? It's it's mm-hmm. the work, bro. It's the work and the quality of work. You know? I easily, <clears throat> easily could just be just turn on Facebook live or just put a camera on and just re- click record. Yeah. But what would the Man. presentation look
1: like? Before we even launched our thing, I sat down with my partner and I said, you know, I've been watching all of these things. And I think uh, even my wife, she was like, yo, um, I'm surprised you ain't been tick and going on Facebook live and talking every day. Cause you miss them. I'm like, nah, nah, I'm studying. I'm watching cause I don't understand it yet.
0: Mm.
1: I don't understand it and I don't know how it works for me. So when I, again, I, I saw the different things. I read more articles. I'm looking at different people, put out content. I'm taking notes of different things. So when I went to my business partner, I was like, yo, we need an intro and an outro. So to your point, like now when we record it, we ain't just uploading it. Like, yo, we are in right. post-production. We actually have an intro and an outro that is comprehensive, that shows who we are, what we do, shows what it looked like when we were outside, but also now we're inside. So guess what? Whenever you go back outside, feel free to join us again, because again, Mm. I don't know you, but for some reason, you know, my man's over here. They watched it, blah, blah, blah. And it was a great packaged presentation. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just like, yo, what's up? Y'all, what you want to talk about today? Like, no. This is what we're talking about. A, B, C. One, two, three. See you next week with something else, though.
2: Mmm. Watch, watch how I add to this ride right here. I learned I can transcribe these these episodes. Now I got. Oh, yeah. the, now I have the text form, the text format of these episodes. Each episode, a, a, an hour long episode, is like twenty two pages. Wow! Look where I'm going. Transcribe now. You have the you have the text for the episode. That means you can transform, you transcribe and then transform the text into an ebook. Yes, sir. I love it. So, I how did that's grow my your first book on LinkedIn is an ebook now,
1: Bruh, My first my first book is a collection of my commentaries. Cocktails Commentary, Volume 1, is every week I wrote an email for a newsletter. I wrote a poem for the newsletter, and all I did was take all of my commentaries, because, again, I built the following. We had 10,000 on the list, and I'm cranking out, again, new work. You working a new piece every Monday was dropping. Guess what happened? I put it in a book, A 1,000 books. And again, I, I'm nobody. I'm cocktails that wrote a newsletter, and my first thousand sold out like that. Like I was sitting there tripping because you know it looks crazy when the crates come in. When the crates come in and you are looking at the book, they're like, dog, are they really gonna read me?" But then they're like, "Dude, they've been reading you for the past three years. Of course they're gonna read you."
2: <laughs> you see this so, typewriter? You see this typewriter? Yes, sir. I, I write haiku on these Man, typewriter. That's dope. Twice a day, one in the morning. One at night, each day. So, just wait on the book. Just, just, just wait on it. And the thing is, people don't
1: understand the, the skill and dexterity of a haiku, to even, to even know how challenging what you're doing is. But the ones that get it, guess what?
2: Those are the ones that are gonna buy it. It was like, yeah, thank you. How did he check my man out. How, how did he, how did he get that message in that? Small. It's not just a small poem. It's not just a poem that's three lines. It's a, it's a poem that has three lines, but each line. The first line has to be only five syllables. Second line, seven syllables. Third line, five syllables. So you got to. All right, this word is not going to work here. I need. I, all right, let me go to let me go to the uh, the thesaurus, and, and and switch up that word because I, I I still need that meaning
0: mm-hmm.
2: Get this 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 message across yep. yeah yeah lanes man lanes and vehicles matt <laughs> hopefully
1: that's going to be your title like when you
2: when you release this I, it's hey, be lanes working, vehicles. I keep saying it because i'm i'm working the title in my head <laughs> Ah,
1: that's I like cool, it man. Right, I, hey, so it gotta be lanes and vehicles, colon, riding the poetry highway.
2: Ooh. I'm writing it down right now.
1: Hey man, you got creators in the room. You know what we do.
2: Uh, yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. Iron sharpens. I look everybody, it's the Poet Life Podcast. I, I'm sure you, you've got so much from it. I know I have um this is Christopher Cocktails Cornell. How can they find you, man? So
1: you can find me on Facebook, Christopher Cocktails Cornell, Instagram, E-Period Speaks. That's E-P-E-R-I-O-D Speaks, and LinkedIn, E-Christopher Cornell. So those are the uh, three main hubs, and you can pretty much find out all my different sides, my corporate side, my entrepreneurial side, and my personal side.
2: That's good. That's good. Uh, You you spoke of LinkedIn. Artists, Artists, get on LinkedIn. You said that you're a professional artist, there are professionals on LinkedIn. That's what LinkedIn is for, it's for the professionals, for the decision makers that have the money that are looking for artists, that are looking for creativity. Go to uh, our episode, I can't remember which number that was, but um, just just go to our YouTube page, or just go to wherever you listen to podcasts, um, and, and go the Poet Life podcast. But find that episode, uh, "How to Build Your Poetry Brand on LinkedIn." Oh my goodness, that episode was crazy. So that just I might go check out. it out. Yeah, definitely. She she one thing she said she said just starting the conversation. She said, "Let me just just lay it out like this." The average LinkedIn uh, professional makes seventy five thousand, but the average American makes fifty six thousand. Hmm. So just being on there, you you got a raise of what nine thousand dollars? It's almost twenty. You know what I'm saying? 56 to 75. I'm sorry, I can't do math. It's it's a uh, <laughs> 11 p.m. at night, but you that see that right? So yeah. again, it goes back to who you're connected to. If you're connected to people making 75,000, you'll eventually make 75,000 if you take heed and and, and skip past some of those steps because you've learned from the people that are making it. Got past those detours because they said, "Uh Oh, there's a, there's a brick wall right there. Go around that.
1: Man. You know what's so crazy, Christoph? And you know what I love about um, what I do currently is I'm teaching public speaking and I'm teaching professional skills, but then I drop bars on them. Just to let them know I got bars,
0: mm. and that's any
1: age group. So even relate. if I'm in a you yeah, even if I'm in a corporate setting, I would do during our little um, I don't know what they call if they call talent shows or office parties or whatever. Right. So guess what? Chris does entertainment. Chris can you do entertainment. Yes. Yeah. So now they got to go through my company to get the band. You think I'm not going to bring my band and get up there like, thank you for coming out. Great to see you, Sarah. Hey, I'd like to do a little something for the occasion just to kick us off here. Man, I'm straight the black Frank Sinatra in that thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm the black Pat Sajak. What do you need? So let's do it because, again, now I'm an intrapreneur. So I am able to execute my entrepreneurial duties within my corporation. And guess where that? What happens now? We're on LinkedIn to your point. We're on LinkedIn, and they said, Man, I need somebody that is going to be you know appropriate for our uh holiday party. That's going to blah blah because we need to know that they can you know come in and speak the jargon,
2: Mm. understand
1: the environment, adapt, adapt. And they got to be able to pull up in front of our house again. Our vehicle, what does your vehicle look like when you pull up to this party? Are you supposed to be in valet with everybody else?
2: Man, listen, man. <laughs> You're gonna end this thing, cause this thing gonna be much, this, is, this is gonna mess around and be three hours, man. Uh, no, listen, man. everybody, it's the Poet Life Podcast. Subscribe, uh, check out our website, thepoetlife.com. If you need some gear, go to poetlifegear.com. Follow this brother here, Christopher Cornell, Uh, Christopher Cocktails Cornell, he has so much information, so much experience that he can just speak a word and you you get it, man. Um, I've gotten so much just from this hour and 42-minute conversation. Wow. It flew, brother. Flew. Flew. Flew by. And uh, I just hope that you all pause, rewind, fast forward to the next – piece of the conversation that we had and just study it you know write it down look i'm talking and i'm writing at the same time you know so um chris man thank you so much for coming to to the poet life podcast i really appreciate your time man
1: hey i appreciate you brother godspeed don't slow down y'all are more to conquerors man y'all be safe out there
2: yes sir and i'll be reaching out to you for that for that uh for that event for sure
1: oh hey again bro you you had me a hello let's do it let's 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 get this work
2: Look, man, have a good night, man. I'll talk to you, all right? All right, brother. Why? It's the Poet Life Podcast. Peace.
0: Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way. Find a way.
2: Ain't got no